Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Straight out of the burbs of L.A., this is So I Married a Movie Geek. Welcome to So I Married a Movie Geek. I'm Chrissy McQueen, Justin Winters. We are here to host this here podcast about movies that I have never seen because I live under a rock. Justin, don't you feel like now that we've been doing this podcast since 2009 that I live under like a smaller rock than I used to because I've seen more things? Sure. Sounds plausible. Smaller rock. I mean, you just did a fantasy movie draft last week that I was not a part of. But we looked at the amount of movies from 1992 that I had seen, and I'd seen some of them. Totes. So proud of you. Through the podcast. Made great strides. Yeah. Good job. Thanks. <laughs> so the list there's is still, getting shorter. There's still so much more out there. Yeah, there is. And Somewhere out there, out, out where dreams, dreams come true. This duet brought to you by So I Married a Movie Geek. Anyway, here's what kills me, though. So the list is getting shorter, right? Yeah. And yet, I see... The infinitely long list is getting shorter. Correct. Yes. But then it gets longer when more things come out. But regardless, if I'm not mistaken, there are some quality movies on there, right? Like things... (laughs) I knew it was going this way. (laughs) Things that like we should definitely see, that I should see, that, that are good. Things that I need to know about, right? <laughs> sure. So, so let me ask you um, the strategy here. In theory, I guess. So what's, what is the strategy when we pick things off the list? Is it like a dartboard? Do you just like throw a dart and see where it lands and then go, oh, okay, I guess we're crossing that off the list? You know what? I, I, I love darts. I wish I had a dartboard to do something like that, but no. it's. Um... Is it scientific? So here's how so here's how this week happened. So originally we were thinking of themes for September um for the two episodes where we watch movies and we're like sequels no space no I would have gone for space. Uh the one that you were like kind of interested was uh superheroes. So we went with superheroes. No. So we watched Wonder Woman and we were supposed to watch another superhero movie with Wonder Woman. We didn't. And so for this one, I wanted to go for like off the, off the like, yeah, not like the obvious super like Superman or Batman or something. Antiheroes. Antiheroes. There you go, Chris. So I'm glad you filled me in because <laughs> I'd forgotten what September's theme was. Both of these both these movies and we're, we're talking about Blade and uh, Ghost Rider. Um, our our Marvel before the 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 Marvel we know. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute, Blade. Neither Mar- of them is an '80s movie. Blade was Marvel as well. Both of them have mo- like uh, or at least one of Blade had two more sequels, and Ghost Rider had one sequel after that. So wow, they were kind of popular. Both of them. So <laughs> what you're saying is you loved them both. <laughs> Uh, well, okay, so we'll get to it, and we'll we we should preface all this by saying that we are, um, what you would say under the weather. <laughs> We're tired, guys. We're tired. We're tired AF. We have a a, a two year old that's gone 
night crazy or something. I don't know if he's going through some sort of phase, but basically like he's a koala and he can't be apart. So he comes into our room. He literally sneaks into our room at two in the morning, climbs up the bed and is like, mama, I'd like a hug. And you're like, that's nice. And then he won't leave. <laughs> like That's the end. And he's awake and he wants to talk about the meaning of life. Yeah. I'm like, Camden, I have to talk about Blade tomorrow, man. Come on. Give me some rest. Let me sleep. <laughs> What's like, that? No. What that noise? What that noise? What that noise? Um, that blade? <laughs> that blade? <laughs> we did not watch either of these movies with our kids. Although our children were home for the second half of screening of Ghost Rider. <laughs> and at any given moment could have walked in and gone, what that noise? <laughs> well, she's she had seen Face Off, so that's... Brooklyn Much loved worse. Face Off. She thought it was awesome. Um, so let's get to the first movie, Chris. Uh, we shall. From 1998, it's Blade. You keep your eyes open. They're everywhere. A secret nation of evil. Tonight, the age of man comes to an end. A war to save our world. Blade myself killed as many of them as we can find. A hero who knows no fear. He makes the weapons. I use them. Wesley Snipes, Stephen Dorff, Blade, rated R. Blade. Blade. Okay, so here's the IMDb logline for Blade. Um, a half vampire, half mortal man becomes a protector of the mortal race while slaying evil vampires. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. He's a little big for his britches. Starring Wesley Snipes. Stephen Dorff and Chris Christopherson. Chrissy. Yes. A 90s movie you've never seen before. I know. What a shock. What did you think of the R-rated Blade? Do you know what's really weird? I have a feeling if I would have seen this in the 90s, I would have liked it a lot more than I actually did. What? They're they're Stepping in this time machine. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Why do you say that? It's very, very 90s, first of all. Um, sure. Yeah. Second of all, there are just certain movies that you see that you like in the in the moment, but then if you see it five years, ten years, you know the type I'm talking about, they don't stand up to the test of time, either in your subjective opinion, you know, you are in a different place than you were back then when you first watched it, or mm-hmm. just objectively just doesn't stand up. Mm-hmm. I feel like this falls into that category, both sub and objective. I, I didn't see it in the 90s, but I can see if I would have... I would have probably enjoyed it. I was on the vampire train, not as heavily as other people, but... Chrissy, noted Buffy lover. Yeah, but I got into Buffy late. I didn't get into it until it was almost off the air. I started watching it in reruns on like TBS. That's right. Yeah. We both love Buffy. I love Buffy. Um. Okay. Shout so, out to Rabbit Ears, by the way. They just did a Buffy episode. Awesome. Check it out. Totally do it. Um... So it didn't hold. So you say you would have liked it if if it was in the if you were in the nineties watching it. I would have liked it more more than but I. But you did. don't think it holds up. I don't think it holds up. Okay. And as far as my viewing it now, having not seen it then, yeah. Oh man, what a mess! What a mess! What you talking about? It's a mess. What you talking about Willis? The only redeeming thing of in this movie is Stephen Dorff, who I was so distracted by the entire time by two elements: his crazy intense eye contacts that he had to wear, and secondarily wondering if this is the same Stephen Dorff who wrote "Show Me That Smile Again." What he wrote it? What are you talking about? Come on, huh? You don't know about like TV composer Stephen Dorff? <laughs> What are you talking about? 
<laughs> Steven Dorf. Steven Dorf's not that old. Was he like five years old composing uh, TV theme songs? I've been very confused. I've always wondered, to be honest with you, because I always knew. And every you're, you're pretty good at research. I don't think so, it takes much of a deep dive to find that. Just but by his age alone, I would think that that's impossible. So here's the deal. Back in the day, I knew that Steven Dorf, just by his name, was friends with Leonardo DiCaprio, who I was obsessed with. So, oh God, here I, we go. So in print, I always saw the name, and I'm like, oh. That guy, who is that guy? Have I seen him in anything? Because apparently he's friends with Leo, so I should know who he is. And I didn't. Is, that, that was a sad, dark time for you, Chrissy. I was Christy. a teenager. And Stalking I didn't, celebs. And I didn't like find anything that rang a bell. But then I saw like he, like some guy named Stephen Dorff was writing a lot of different TV theme songs. I think he also might have written for Who's the Boss. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Leo was friends with like a TV composer. I guess that's cool. And then when this came out, I was like, is this the same guy? But I never like Wait, wait so did he definitely compose the theme for Growing Pains? We are about to find out. Starring Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> in his later years, Chrissy. And that's what occurred to me too. I was like, maybe they met on Growing Pains because he like wrote the theme. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you? You know what? That would be a, a friendship that I would that I would find beneficial. If you had a friend <laughs> who all they did was compose TV like sitcom theme songs, when you tell you like out like drinking or something, be like, "Come on, just think up a jingle just for me, <laughs> just for my family." Come on, you know you can on the spot. Let's do it. Um, I'm gonna find out this, now. It's really bothering this me. conspiracy theory. That's not a conspiracy <laughs> has taken over your your life. So. Let me give my so my thoughts on Blade are I saw it when it came out in 1998. Uh, I remember liking it a lot. Really? Um, yeah, and then I don't think I've seen it since then. I've definitely seen maybe I've seen it twice, but it was like right like maybe 99 or 2000. Uh, I've definitely seen the other two. I like Blade Two kind of like a little bit more than this one. The first one. What? Um, it's weirder, and uh, Guillermo del Toro uh, directs it. Um, All right, well, that's an upgrade. But um, the third one is total fucking dog shit. It's horrible. How is? And it has three? Ryan Reynolds and um, Jessica Biel in it. The third one. What? Yeah, he like he's got like a team, and it's terrible. So I don't understand. Um, but this one, Blade One, uh, revisiting after you know, 18 years. Um, I think it's pretty good. Um, it's not great. It's pretty good. Uh, and the main, the main pluses are Steven Dorf. What is this? It's a different Steven Dorf, by the way. Oh my God. <laughs> Look at this Steve. He goes by Steve Dorf. He doesn't want to be, he, he used, doesn't want no, to be mixed up. He used to be Steven for sure, because I knew that's how I was getting it all confused. But I guess now he goes by Steve. Well, you know what happened? He probably got all your letters. <laughs> Dear Stephen, are you the same Stephen that might be friends with Leonardo DiCaprio and you compose said <laughs> Growing Pains theme song? And where you were in Blade? Um, See, look, father. Oh, it's his dad. It's his dad. Look. What? Oh, my God. I feel so vindicated right now. Oh, my gosh. So we're on IMDb. The dwarfs. This, right? So now I know I'm not effing crazy. <laughs> So, okay, so noted TV theme song composer Steve Dorff is Who the was born Stephen Dorff, spelled the same way, by the way. Is the father of 
best part of Blade movie, <laughs> Steven Dorff. Yes. Amazing. Yes. Amazing. Would you like to know what... He probably channeled all his anger about his dad's TV theme song. Would, uh, you, would you like to know all the theme songs that Steven Dorff Sr. wrote? <laughs> <laughs> Here it comes. I don't think you're ready. You've really sidetracked this discussion of the 1998 <laughs> film Blade, Chrissy. This is the best ever, though. So we already said Growing Pains. He also composed Murphy Brown, which was a great show, by the way. I don't remember the, the theme, though. Do you remember the theme? No, but Murphy it was a Brown? great show. Just the ten I, of us. I, ooh, the that's Tonight a good Show. One. He did not compose the theme for the Tonight Show. It says filmography for soundtrack, the Tonight Show. Th- that doesn't mean he composed the theme. Shh. I don't think he can be. There's no way he can. He be did growing something pains. on the Skeleton Twins movie. All right, enough Family about Steve guy. Dorf. <laughs> Stephen Dorf. Um, <laughs> He in this movie, he's just like he's <laughs> over the top in a very good way. Uh, yes. He kind of like the asshole vampire, and it works. Um, because I just thinking about it, you're like Stephen Dorff is like the bad guy, but then you watch it and you're like go Stephen Dorff. Oh no, he was totally an acceptable baddie. Um, Why would there be doubt about that? I'm not sure. What else have you seen Stephen Dorff in? Nothing. That's what I'm saying. I can't. I know he's been in other movies. I assumed he was the growing pains guy. <laughs> he's a talented chap. <laughs> talented chap. <laughs> Stop singing TV theme songs, Dad. Let me go p- start this vampire movie. I'm watching my man. Vampires really don't age. <laughs> um. So yeah. Plus <laughs> Stephen Dorff. Plus um the action. There's some pretty pretty good action in this movie. Um, well, that's cool. You watch the same movie. You don't. You don't. No, think so? re- I'm saying it sarcastically because there's some sword work. There are certain movies. Good sword fights. Vampire sword fights are the bomb. Chris. So there are certain movies, and I felt this way in the second movie that we'll discuss as well, mm-hmm. where it just feels, oh, Jesus, like here are some dialogue. Now here's an action sequence where I almost it it, it just feels like a bookend that I tune out for completely. Like oh another action sequence and if you if if I just kind of put put them in a canon it's like they're the same thing just with different people over and over again. Mm-hmm. So I could I couldn't have cared less about the action sequences and actually in either movie. But how about the sword fight vampire sword fight scene? Do you mm-hmm. like that? I, well, are we talking about the one where after he he had like the blood had opened up the thing and everybody got electrocuted and then like. One by one, the vampires were basically getting dispatched. That was cool. Yeah. Well, this, and this is after his his like mentor is killed, and he like gets really angry and hyped up. Yeah, he does. Uh, by like a blood infusion, so it's like it's like the star. He he got the star in Super Mario Brothers. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> which I didn't understand by the way. What is what was it about her and her blood that made him like the star in Super Mario? Well, it wasn't he was like not. He wasn't doing that. He wasn't sucking people's blood, and that's why he was like so. Uh, he he was getting like whatever those shots were instead. Right. So he was abstaining for blood and getting these like shots instead, and then he was on the verge of death, and she's like, "Suck my neck." She didn't say right, that. No, I, right. No, she didn't. She, and he was just like, like "Oh, this is my the best." Right. I know. I know. I told but... you it was like imagine you know not drinking coffee for like months and then somebody's like here chrissy here's a quad shot ice espresso from starbucks you're like like, cool man thanks oh shit you'd be like i have to go to the bathroom (laughs) 
Is that what would happen? You pee yourself? <laughs> Instantly pee yourself? <laughs> I think you could fight some vampires. All right. Well, um, let's, let's I'm surprised that, that they didn't try that out. Um, uh, so, plus Stephen Dorff, plus action from me. Um, Wesley Snipes. So, here's the thing Ugh. about I, I love Wesley Snipes, but it's like you're not, you're only getting like. Grunty, half, serious, Wesley half Snipes. off Wesley Snipes because <laughs> discount Wesley Snipes. Discount Wesley Snipes. Like I want white man can't jump. Like Wesley Snipes. I haven't seen D- that. Version. Demolition Man. Wesley Snipes. Major League Wesley Snipes. Like he's got personality. Like he's got energy. Sure. And in this movie, he's just like, look at my sunglasses until he gets the Mario Super Mario Star, and then he's like, fuck all these vampires, right? And you're like. Where was that blade for like Plus you can't even really the see first him. hour and a half of this movie? You can't even see him act most of the time because he's wearing these like aviator shades that that just obscure his whole facial expression. He doesn't smile, so it's just kind of like No, I'm not as not I'm not as knowledgeable the the comic book version of Blade, but I assume that he wore the same same sunglasses or or something. I would assume that. so as well. This is motif. That's his look. That's what's going on with his look. Chrissy, I will say one thing that, that this movie had going for it that was ahead of its time. Yes. I thought it was cool that they had a person of color as a, uh, as a main title superhero. Fuck yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And like around this time, I mean, this is 98. Like, yeah. This is early. That's what I mean. It's ahead of its time. So there wasn't a lot of, you know, baseline good superhero movies anyway. So, mm-hmm. you know. That's true. It wasn't a good time for well. Like I said, Batman I, I, Forever. Batman. What was ninety eight? That was right. Batman. Yeah, right around then. Yeah, because Kiss from a Rose. That's how I know that. <laughs> I love it. You haven't seen Batman Forever, but you you know it's the Kiss from a Rose movie. I know that music video like backwards and forwards. See, I don't understand that because I remember seeing the music video for that before the movie came out, and obviously I wanted to see Batman Forever. But after seeing that video, weren't you like, I gotta see this movie? Yeah, actually, what the I was. fuck does Kiss from a Rose mean? What does this mean? I totally Is wanted to Batman see it. Batman kissing roses, huh? And Nicole Kidman was in. I totally wanted to see it based on the music video. So, but you didn't. Yeah, it just didn't happen. <laughs> Such a paradox, Chrissy. Sometimes shit happens. Um, this movie's too long. It's two hours long. Oh my god, it is way too long. It feels like it's three hours. <laughs> it could you could have cut it down to ninety minutes and it would have made for a better movie. Completely. There was a lot of just like sitting around talking too much for a vampire. Uh, action movie. Who was wannabe Vivica Fox, by the way? Oh, you, were you talking about his mom? No. Oh, you're talking about the the, the Karen, girl. the Karen, Karen girl. Yeah. Uh I forget what her name is, but his mom is played by uh, Sanaa Lathan, um, who's super who super hot in this movie. Like it's she is hot. In in a way that's very uncomfortable for him, <laughs> the character, and us, the viewer. Where so if you've never seen Blade, the way it starts out is his uh, mom is dying during birth. Is it birth or near birth? And he and the, she's, no, she's bit by a vampire. She's bit by a vampire. She goes to the hospital for the bite, and then while they're treating the bite, like her water breaks, and suddenly there the baby is coming. Yeah, but you assume that she dies. Correct. He assumes that she dies. And then towards the end, she just like pops up. It's like, hey, what's up? Well, like Stephen Dorff brings her front and center. Like, oh, hey, your mom's here. Hey, man. Guess who this is? Your mom. 
And she's she, like, she looks gorge. She's like, hey, Eric. And I was like, he has a name? Yeah. Not Blade? Call him, call him Blade, woman. <laughs> yeah, I was like, who are you? I was very confused. Well, she was like, she was like glammed up. Like she went on the Today Show and like dropped 10 years yeah. with this make super vampire makeover. She's like, who is this? And he's like, mom. And I'm like, what? This is a mom. I wanted What's to create a gift where it's like, and then Miss Mariah Reynolds walked into my life. And I was like, and there, there she comes. And then like, it gets all like really sensual with the two of them in one uh, scene. Uh-huh. And I was just like. Not on his part though. It's like Blake kind of like. Oh my god! Oh my god! Please, what's gonna I'm gonna vomit in my mouth now. This is gross. Gross. But I mean, she's hot, but totally. Blade. What the hell, man? No, but but he wasn't going for it. He he wasn't at all. He was just like. Well, you couldn't tell his, if he was he like stone-faced Wesley Snipes. He, no, he had his sunglasses on. So exactly. He's like, his his eyes are probably like. Wah, wah, wah. Oh jeez. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> he had a stiff upper lip when when she tried to kiss him. He was like, mm. it's like uh, Marty in Back to the Future, where his his mom was like oh in the God. car, like coming on to him. He's like, "Oh God, what did I do?" I can't even imagine. Um, so How that was weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. Chris Christopherson is she in this movie, and then he had to kill her eventually. She did well. You know, she stepped up. Like I must step release to you. <laughs> this, the yeah the the script for this movie is um terrible is not the best <laughs> not the best i judge a movie a lot by its writing i really do and i think that do you know what actually the idea is there i like the idea the script just not up to snuff i think that is the root cause of why i dislike so many movies that we cover that are action movies or movies of different decades because the writing just it isn't there. It, it, I can I can do an action movie with good writing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, th- that's what I'm saying. The idea is, is like there. I I wish they should reboot Blade, like do new Blade. The idea is there, just get better a better writer. Put Joss Whedon on this. I was thinking of Joss Whedon. Um he's not busy or anything. He yeah, doesn't have like a billion projects going on. It's all good. I'm glad that our uh, computer just died on me. Womp womp. It's a good thing we don't record with our laptop anymore. We would have been very sad right now. Um, What else? What else? There's more about Blade? <laughs> would you like to did hear you... more about Steven Dorff Sr.? He also did Major Dad. <laughs> Chris Christopherson. Do you even know who Chris Christopherson is? <laughs> Murder, she wrote. Um, Chris Christopherson. Yeah. I think I remember mentioning him. You pointed him, like, him out to me. Who is that? You pointed him out, but now I can't remember anything about him he was a, he was like a uh, famous singer slash actor um i assume born in 1936 his his heyday was in the 70s i assume um but i mainly know him from and this is funny is uh big top peewee he was in big top peewee i never seen big top peewee <gasps> you haven't have no. you seen peewee's big adventure the one with the with the bicycle yes you have yes Okay. It's been a long time. Like I think I saw it when I was like six. But anyway, he plays uh, like the the head of the carnival in Big Top Pee Wee, which is a weird reason that I know of him. I guess. Um, but you digress. But I digress. <laughs> so uh, Blade fifty four percent on on Rotten Tomatoes. Chrissy, I feel better. Yeah. Yeah. At least yeah. it's not like it got eighty seven percent. Everyone likes it, but you. Um. I was trying to think. Um, what? Yeah, reboot it. Just reboot it. Bring Stephen Dorff back, though. Dang. I mean, yeah. I mean, I know he died uh, at the at the end of the movie. Spoiler, but. Oh man. Oh man. But vampires. Swiper, man. no swiping. 
there's got to be a way to to bring him back. I mean, didn't um, Spike come back to have a role on Angel after he died at the last episode of Buffy in season seven? Sure, Chrissy. Whatever you just said. Sure. <laughs> sure. I'm just pointing out vampires can come back even when they seem to be done. So it sounds like you're on the bring back Stephen Dorff train. Well, he was the best part of the movie. So, yes, I would be on board to bring him back. And you would not bring back Wesley Snipes. No. Because he's been, I think, in the news, he's been beating the drum. Like, bring back Blade. Um, <laughs> what's that face for? Do, isn't he... Is that the, oh my God, my mom's coming on to me face? That's the, uh... <laughs> isn't he a little long in the teeth to take on that role again? He, yeah. Maybe he can be like the whisper, like the old dude, like the mentor role. Yeah. And then, who would you cast for New Blade? Oh, for New Blade? Yeah, New Blade. Um, Leslie Odom Jr. You love Leslie Odom Jr., dude. I do. Is he in? Is he on like a TV show or like a a movie? No, not right now. (laughs) He has commercials. I see him in commercials. I was thinking more of what's the guy? The guy from Get Out. The guy that was in Get Out. I didn't see Get Out. Are you thinking Jordan Peele? No, he directed and wrote the movie. Can you imagine Jordan Peele as Blade? <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. That is worth exploring. I saw someone's, well, I, I was about to say someone suggested him for a role in the new It, the second chapter of the It movie, but you haven't seen that either, Chrissy. I don't know what to tell you. <sighs> what? All right, before I get your grade, let me get a quick. There's some quick, interesting uh, trivia for Blade. Uh, okay. IMDb trivia. Here we go. So, the writer explained in the DVD commentary that when Karen wakes up at Blade's hideout after attack and rescued by Blade, the script had her discover a jar with a vampire baby in it. The, <sighs> the baby would be alive and used by Blade and Whistler as a guinea pig for testing out weapons to fight vampires. The studio, however, found the concept to be disturbing and refused to allow it. Yeah, that was probably a good choice. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. I'm going to tell you right now, Vampire Baby would have changed everything for me. Come on, <laughs> Vampire <laughs> Baby. Uh, I think that that, that would have been super cool. a relatively contentious thing to do for a lot that of people. That would have probably audience. been problematic. I'm kidding. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a um, little bit. Just a, just a little bit. Uh, do you want to hear the uh, the only three actors that the executives of New Line felt could possibly play the role of Blade? If one of the answers isn't Leslie Odom Jr., I don't want to know. <laughs> no, back when this was, was being made. He could have been like 10. Chrissy. He could have done it. I know you just you just switched from Steve Dorff to Leslie <laughs> Odom Jr., but can we talk about the actual movie Blade yes. here? Yes. <laughs> So three guys, one of which was was Snipes at the time. This okay. is late nineties. Come on, Chris Rock. <laughs> <laughs> You're not even taking this seriously. <laughs> Denzel and Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, I could have seen Denzel. Lawrence Fishburne is a little too stocky for Chris Blade. Rock. <laughs> what, are you, what, what are you even talking about? I just now see. That's interesting to me. Jordan Peele, Chris Rock doing this role is interesting to me. Anything would have been more interesting than watching Wesley Snipes non-act throughout the entire thing. When the film was first being developed, David Fincher was supposed to direct. He later dropped out to pursue other projects. Oh, boy. (laughs) Um, LL Cool J was originally considered for the part of Blade. Holy shit, that would have been totally watchable. What? 
Yes. Low key, LL Cool J. You you gotta have. He's got swag. But that's what I'm saying. You can't use the swag because like Blade is basically swag less for eighty five percent of the movie. He was swagless because Wesley Snipes made him swagless. That's what I'm getting at. Like, I would have loved to have seen one of these other actors, i.e., even Chris Tucker, <laughs> take on this role. Because it would have been more interesting. Hating on Wesley Snipes. I'm sorry. Wesley Snipes, good at Twitter. Follow him on Twitter. He's pretty funny. Cool. Did you say he was good in Major League? I don't I don't have to defend Wesley Snipes. No, of course not. I'm sure was, he's a fantastic actor and a really funny guy. I just didn't like him in this movie. Yeah. I think he like breaks out a little bit more personality-wise in at least two. Like I said, stay away from, from three, three. As, as much as possible. Yeah. Um. So what would be your final grade? For Blade. C minus. Okay. That's not bad. Like, I don't really have any particular allegiance. I think it's, uh, I think it's good. It's I good. Could, I could have seen myself giving it like a B minus when I was younger. I would say probably B minus for me. And like I said, that's mainly because of Stephen Dorff and the action scenes. Show me that smile. <laughs> <laughs> How did he not add, contribute any music to Blade? <laughs> That's what I want to know. He was busy writing Murder, She Wrote and Major Dad. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, Chrissy, guess what? What? It's time for Mystery Snack Challenge. Oh, good. Where's my snack pack? You've got a banana. You don't need no snack pack. You know I like snack pack. Why can't you just give me a snack pack? I thought I was your snack pack. What are you talking about? Nothing. Aren't you excited by that? You just found out we were doing this like right before we started. Yeah, because I was going to brush my teeth so I could like record with fresh breath. And, and, so fresh and I was so like, clean. well, you might have something gross coming up. So I'm like, why do you have to put gross things in my mouth? So it's me? been a while since we had <laughs> mystery <laughs> snack challenge. Hashtag mystery snack challenge. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know what it is, it's um, a mystery snack. And it's, and it's a, a challenge. It's a challenge sometimes to eat it. But not tonight, Chrissy. No tropicals? I'm not going to make you... There's no um, mac and cheese. What were those things called? Mac and cheese bites, balls. Yeah. I don't know what they were. They were I wasn't going for gross. Oh, good. Um, especially after Ghost Rider, uh, Blade and Ghost Rider. Thanks. It just lined up that way. I didn't plan this. But I'm like, oh, I'm going to switch it up. Go with something that I know both Chrissy and I um, love. Yes. It's a common staple in our home that once it enters our home, mainly due to me, it's instantly gone. Oreos. Bam. But not just any Oreos, Chrissy. What kind? A specialty flavor that we haven't had yet. You ready? Yeah. Waffles and syrup. Woo woo. What in the world? I'm talking about limited edition limited edition waffles and syrup Oreo. I love that they have to put artificially flavored at the top as, as if like we're gonna be like, wait a minute, I only want the all natural Oreos with with syrup and all right waffles. break me out one of these things waffles wow. are very can, big in wait, our home as I, well can i just tell you first of all like first impression when you open the Ooh, box of can oreos I get smell? yes it smells like a sugar cookie like a sugar cookie on crack though like you walked into a bakery and all they make are sugar cookies i want one of those alarm clocks that sprays you with like a scent to wake you up and i want it this to be the scent that's a thing yeah I'm pretty sure it's so the thing. Is it like a? It's got like a plug-in on the back, and then when it comes the right time, I don't know the science behind it, Chrissy. I just think <laughs> I've seen it exist, and I would like. Oh man, you're busy huffing Oreos over there. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. 
Wait, this is important. It just Justin. looks like a vanilla wafer. It does. Yeah, but this is important. But How, if you look, it looks like it's like a. Like it looks a like spot a fried in egg in the, in the middle. Fried egg in the middle. So let me ask you this. Yeah. This is important. Sure. How do you eat your Oreos? Sometimes I change it up. Usually I'm a whole, just like eat it whole yeah. type person. Uh-huh. Sometimes I split it. Yeah. Where one has the, the, the cream and one's not. Yeah. Chrissy likes to split it and she ditches the one without the cream. Basically. Yeah. And then basically I, I, I treat it like I treat my Pop-Tarts. Remember how I told you about the Pop-Tarts? Oh, do I ever remember how you eat Pop-Tarts? <laughs> Is that how you eat Oreos? I haven't watched you eat Oreos enough, apparently. <laughs> You're talking about how you like pry it apart with your tongue and then like lick it like really suggestively. I, you know what? To be fair, that was more of a Pop-Tart thing. I don't do that quite as much with the Oreos. Damn it, Chrissy. But once Why? once I've, I've parted it open yeah, and I have the creamy side, then, then it's like... All bets it's are like off. on. It's yeah, like, it's on. It's, it's on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> Basically, you have to savor it. I cannot wait to watch this. <laughs> um, but like I said, waffles are also big in our home. Oreos are big in our home. So why not combine them for a mystery snack challenge? Chrissy, are you ready? I am. I'm splitting my Oreo as we speak. I am eating it whole. I'm, I'll Ooh, wait for mine's you. Crumbling in my hand. She already and effed it up. No, the other side. The side uh, I don't care about. It's a subprime experience with the waffle and syrup Oreo. Are we ready? This is fine. Go. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just tastes like a, a vanilla Oreo to me. Not that that's a bad thing. I got a bit of an aftertaste of the waffle, but oh yeah, You're primarily right. it's vanilla. But that's not a bad thing. Yeah, you don't want too much. You don't want to be overpowered by the waffle. Do you? Did you? Well, you don't know because you just like shoved the whole thing in your mouth. But <laughs> is the little center, I can have another. Is the little center brown part? Any different than the white part as far as the cream side is concerned? I don't know. You know what you should do? <laughs> Can you say it with a straight face? <laughs> you should, uh, you know, try to try to just hit the, the what color is that? The Bra- brown. The brown. Try it. Go ahead. I'm not sure I feel good about putting my tongue in the brown. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let's get, let's, let's put the lights down low. Start the music. So maybe that's the syrup. Is that the no waffle? Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> Does it taste different? Whoa, whoa! <laughs> Take a technical time out after that one. Um, oh wait, I have to put in, put Look my tongue in the white down to compare. Would you like your refuse is like on top that I can't get to? You can have the other half of my cookie. I don't want. I want the cream. Well, you can't always get what you want. Show me that smile. <laughs> Bring it in, Steve. <laughs> so, I don't know. It is different. The middle part is different. It's more maple-y. I'm I just like put white stuff in the left side of my mouth <laughs> and brown <laughs> stuff in the <laughs> Shut up, Justin. You're going to make me choke. I'm going to laugh. You're choking. What did you say again? <laughs> Nothing. 
I'll put white stuff in the left part of brown right. Show me that smile again. <laughs> okay. It's okay. Yeah. This has gone on way too long. I don't know if I'd, <laughs> I'd go out of my way. I'm all about double cream, guys. Double you are cr- double stuff. Double stuff it up. Um, I like the thins. Um, B plus. Yeah. It's okay. B. I love Oreo. Man, it's so bad for you, though. I Jeez, know. Really I'm really looking at the... Lard. Yeah, it is. On the, like, straight the to my heart. Mm-hmm. Clog up my heart. I'm already a mess. I just need a clogged up heart now, so... All right. All right. Thanks, Oreos. Thank you, Oreos. Are you, are you gonna... Don't tell our kids that these exist, by the way. Oh, like, my God. They'll have... They'll like, you kidding me? Heads will explode, scanner style. And if I say no, do you know what they're going to do? They're going to, like, create some sort of Lord tower. of the Flies yeah. you and, like, just, like, knock you out. Mm-hmm. That'll be the end of me. All right, let's put these away because no more. This went on way too long. Um, let's talk about our second movie. All right. And our super, superhero double feature. Nick Cage. <laughs> it's uh, Ghost Rider. Oh, my God. Johnny Blaze, no one has ever attempted such a distance before. 300 feet from field go to field go. What's going through your mind right now? You look really good. I got lucky. Luck don't cover it, JB. You got an angel looking after you. Maybe it's something else. All you have to do is sigh. Forget about family. Forget about friends. Forget about love. be the writer for as long as you live i'm not doing it you have no choice story goes that he'll be normal during the day but at night in the presence of evil the writer takes over you deserve a second chance Blackheart's coming to create hell on earth, and you have the power he needs. Stay away from anybody he can use against him. Roxanne. Don't you care about me at all? You have to leave now. I'm not going anywhere. Any man who sells his soul for love has the power to change the world. I can smell your fear. I'm going to take this curse and use it against you. You have this rat shopper. Those off flames and stuff. His face was a skull, and it was on fire. On fire? Like. Looking for someone. I'm the only one who can walk in both worlds. I'm Ghost Rider. You all right? Yeah, I'm good. I feel like my skull's on fire, but I'm good. So. This movie. This movie, Chrissy. Um, so uh, if anyone's never listened to the show. Justin if, has if a Nick Cage if, obsession. If, if there was a Mount Rushmore for our podcast and the actors that have been covered 
within its 170 some episodes, whatever. Mm-hmm. Nick Cage will probably be on that Mount Rushmore, right? That's Arnold, it. Nick Cage. Can we have Leo up there? How many? We've done a few Leos. Yeah, Leo. We talk be up about there. him pretty often. <laughs> Maybe Gosling. What a yes. motley crew, right? Um, is up there. So, this, and yet this is a a superhero starring Nick Cage from the year two thousand seven. Ghost Rider. I literally knew nothing about this movie going in, nothing whatsoever. And then you were like, "Nicholas Cage is in it," and I was like, "All right, cool." And then it started, and I saw the Marvel um, logo come up, and I was like, "Oh, this might actually be good." All right, I'm excited now. And then I quickly realized that it wasn't what my hopes and dreams had planned. So wait a minute, Chrissy. This is the logline for this movie. You're telling me you're not. This wasn't your dream movie. It is stunt. Motorcyclist Johnny Blaze gives up his soul to become a hell-blazing vigilante to fight against power-hungry Blackheart, the son of the devil himself. So you do not like Ghost Rider is what I'm getting from you. (laughs) So here's the vibe you're putting off. So here's the thing, and this is how you're not on fire. (laughs) Guess not. For Ghost Rider, this has happened to me several times throughout our podcast experience, right? Where I'm watching something and I can't tell if it's supposed to be good or not. Like, I am not liking it and I think it's terrible, but I'm like, is this like secretly a beloved movie? Like, is this a good movie? Because I don't (laughs) think it's a good movie. And so I like stomach it and I put up with it and I kind of like look to you surreptitiously to the side to see if you're enjoying it. (laughs) And then eventually I, I, I just end up Googling it. And when I see the Rotten Tomatoes rating, I'm always like, I breathe this huge sigh of relief when I go, oh, thank God, everybody else knows this is a terrible movie too and I'm not going to be that Debbie Downer on the podcast being like, this sucked. Are you talking about the 26% Rotten Tomato rating? I thought it was even lower. That's what I see here. 5.2 on IMDb, 35% on Metacritic. Good Lord. Um... Ghost Rider is not a good movie. No, and I felt so much better that everyone else <laughs> thought so too. It's not a good movie. It's and you know not. what? <laughs> On paper, it sounds like it'd be a cool movie. You know, when you read the logline, I was like, not bad. I, I mean, I wouldn't... It sounds cool. It's not the type of movie I would watch anyway, but it doesn't sound bad. Like, if you just showed me like a picture of him with his skull on fire, I'd be like, okay, I'm down. No, you lost me with that. I, like... No, I'd be like, what is this movie? Like, I'd be interested in watching it. But the most interesting thing about this movie is <laughs> that it stars <laughs> a skull a, a skull guy with his head on fire Do you know what I think on, a, most, on a motorcycle. Do you know what I think is the most interesting thing about this movie? What? The cinematography. The cinematography? Yeah. Why? What are you talking about? The whole like first um, prologue to everything that's happening is just so, and I, I wasn't uh, articulating this well when we were watching the movie, but I was trying to tell you, it reminds me of all of these other, like, this is the Midwest, like, shot in wide shot with, like, the never-ending flatness and the thunderstorms in the sky and kind of, like, saturated color of the cornfields and trees and yeah i forgot you were so anti-cornfields i was not what are you talking about so anti the midwest how was i anti i'm saying this is the best part is the cinematography and then later on like when they're like 
going the the, the on um he and sam what what's his face flaming skull guy with a with a motorcycle get out of my so, yeah wait, wait. <laughs> scenic views of of the midwest please. no and then later on when like he's with the guy on the horse and they're both like on fire going through the side that's like, my favorite scene like that looks cool with the with the with like they're both on fire and and it's a wide shot overhead looks like it was taken by a drone and they're going through the land and then he's in the swamp at one point and it reminded us both of um uh what's the come on the the you know the despair the the, the never-ending story thank you never-ending story yeah and but it looks like a bad Disneyland ride. <laughs> the way I don't know. So just like the way it was shot, things like that, I was on board with. Everything else, I was not on board with. I could not bring myself to like this movie in any capacity, shape, or form. Um, if you thought the script for Blade was bad, Ghost Rider oh is even God. worse. So much worse. Holy moly! It's like somebody said, "Okay, so here's what this movie's about." This guy is like the devil's. Uh, lackey, you know, and goes and gets soul f- souls, grabs souls soul for, for him or whatever, <laughs> and he's uh he's on a bike and his head is a flaming skull. I don't know how Nick Cage signed on to do this. Like, does <laughs> I would think he has better taste. I really would. Well, Chrissy, I don't know if you've checked <laughs> the man's IMDb page lately, but <laughs> you will find the answer there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Well, the problem problem with this is the the idea of the movie, like the Flaming Skull and all that, is so crazy. You're like, oh, that makes sense. Like the Nick Cage is in this movie because he's like a crazy man, right? But all the scenes where he's not Flaming Skull Ghost Rider are just kind of like, because the script is so bad. It's not it's like really he's bad. like. It's not like they they allow him to be mostly crazy Nick Cage. When he's not flaming school, he's kind of no. like boring, kind of like whatever, with a accent that like most is the hardest to pin accent. down ever in this movie. And and he goes in and out. It's not even what like, is it like? It's like kind of El- southern. It's kind of like Elvisy in spots, but yes. not like Tennessee. I don't know. You know what would make this movie twenty times better if you were just taking his his character from Con Air. Cameron Poe, <laughs> and instead of whatever yeah, his name was, I could see that. Uh, it, he was the guy that turned into Ghost Rider. I actually thought of his character in Face Off. Or that. Yeah. Yes. Pastor Troy. But he didn't just survive. I'm talking about like, wait, Conair was after, before? Uh, after. No, Conair was before Ghost Rider. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Both so, were it, before so yeah, it could have been like ten years later, Cameron Poe becomes Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> like, so it was so unfortunate that he had to go through the, have, the plot of Con Air, but now he is. Uh, yeah, but then they his soul had, is taken away. They would have had to have done away with the whole like sappy intro with young Eva Mendes and how they can't be together because oh, he sold his soul. Terrible script, and I think oh she's God. got the she got the worst brunt of it. Like she she's got some did. really bad lines. In she's this. just walking boobs in this movie. Like that's it. That's her whole whole raison d'etre is to be the boobs. That's it. I mean, let's face facts. They're At least they're nice. Boobs. They're they're nice boobs. They really are. I love but... that we're watching. And Chrissy's like, by the way, there's no way her boobs are real. <laughs> and then she looked at me. and She's like. Dude, no, I didn't say it like I was complaining. We were talking. You, you, you have to give context. We were noticing her top being unbuttoned, and I was like, I was like boobs, and you were like, yeah, and I was like, they're nice boobs. There's no way that they're real, but 
They're they're very nice. They're spectacular. They were they are spectacular. Um, <laughs> thanks, Terry Hatcher. Your boy Ryan, Mrs. Ryan, Mrs. Ryan Gosling. Mrs. Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Uh, he's Mr. Is it Eva or Eva? Eva. Eva Mendez. Yeah. And that's another weird thing about this movie is, uh, they start out like young in the movie. Her character and um, Johnny Blaze. It's a young strapping young dude yeah, but not like too young like you know late teens but they advance the years but it's nicholas cage and then it's her but there's 10 years of difference between and it's the, like act, the two of them yeah so you're That's just awkward. like this is weird. Not only that, but it took me a long time to, like, at first I was like, oh, oh, I guess that's her grown up. But then it seemed like they didn't know each other at all. And I was like, weren't, wait, is this a new person? Like, I, I didn't put two and two together initially. She was pissed because he just left. Right. But, like, it didn't even seem like they knew each other. Yeah. It was weird. And then they did know each other. They did know each There's other. There's a scene in this movie where <laughs> straight up <laughs> you thought that Eva Mendes' character was going to make out with the flaming skull head. Yes. She reaches out with her hand. This is exactly what I thought you were going to say too. Oh, and that's right. She like she she caresses. She almost face waterfalls him. Yeah. She puts she puts like her hand on the side <laughs> of his cheek. This fire. And somehow miraculously like he's two-faced, like it starts to turn back into somewhat Nick Cage on one side let's put up a hypothetical chrissy oh, so say i with a you know yada 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 i lost my soul to the devil and now i'm the, the new ghost rider would you be cool with it uh, <laughs> would you face waterfall me so we, you could kiss the side of my face you know what i have I, I have an answer for that it's only at night like I'm not Ghost Rider in the day yeah but but it probably affect my you know if we have sleeping if we if we're talking about energy levels and we have children, I I would have to think of them, and I wouldn't be able to like because you wouldn't be able to do what be with you what because you no fault of my own I lost my soul you'd be essentially I'd use it our, for good though yes but you'd be essentially be putting our kids' lives in danger because the devil would always be chasing you and therefore us and the kids well he's no matter if I'm near you or not he knows that you're my kin so he can use that against me don't you want me to protect you. I mean, I would assume you would protect us anyway. Don't you remember? Because that's like, um, oh, the worst part about this movie, other than the script, is um, the bad guys. So Peter Fonda oh plays God. the devil. and um, Capably acted, West, by the way. Wes B- Bentley, in the middle of his like notorious crack and heroin phase or whatever he was going on. Oh, was he? Was um, the devil's son. Yikes. Blackheart or whatever. What was, and what was the deal with between the devil and the sun? Like I didn't get that either. I was like, okay, so there's beef. It like, was a, it happened? was one of those obvious like, Dad, you've had your time to shine. Now it's me, the devil's son. Right. I'm gonna touch people and turn them blue into yeah, ash. Yeah, and that didn't make any sense either. But he looked like he was like cracked out. He was like He did. It was it's not good. And then what was like that he was like And then Peter get, Fonda get had the like papers this, like, and deliver the papers. This what? weird thing going on with his voice when he t- would like they did like a what it's like uh bad it had like candy man voice like look at you oh you know like yeah 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 gravelly um but yeah so the bad look, guys in this movie so let's, not good. so let's recap right yeah nonsensical script is a fucking mess acting is terrible by pretty much everybody yeah um long uh, this is another one oh, like 2 hours long this movie could definitely have been 90 minutes yep the the action scenes were 
not even good and confused. They're underwater and like playing with fire and basically like screaming fire. <laughs> That's how he kills somebody, by the way. They're underwater. And then he like gets really pissed off and now he's fire Nick Cage. And then he goes, ah, at the other guy and fire comes out. Well, and that's like halfway during the movie. And Chrissy's like, look, he looks over at me. She's like that, that, that would happen. I was like, I was like, you know what? Logically, that would not happen. I am not on board with this movie anymore. Everything else up until now, I was like plausible, but not underwater ghost rider. <laughs> and I was like the chains, they would weigh him down. <laughs> I like the chains. When he like lights the chains. the chains on fire, like swinging them around, Stupid. like if I had to come up with pluses for this movie, oh, God. <laughs> the idea of it, the look of like the look of it at time was kind of like now it's like sci-fi levels of CGI, but it it does look kind of cool, especially when his motorcycle gets like souped up like all devil style. I'm like, yeah, motherfucker. That's another thing I never understood. Like what 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 actually made him turn? Like it, it, sometimes it seemed like oh if he gets really mad that's like when he becomes that's like the only point it. where I was like yes let it let that Nick Cage out he's like ah you know like <laughs> on those days of filming he's like okay here's all we're doing today Nick is you're turning it you, you're about to fire out he's like that's all you need to say he's like <laughs> take forty eight Nick I've got this again. <laughs> In front of the green. It's screen. the only time he he really gets crazy. So, right. but I'm saying like I I never even quite got like uh, the various uh, things oh, that precipitated him doing that. Like I'm like okay, so it happens when he's really mad. It happens when he wants to ride a bike. It happens when he feels like picking up things off the ground and throwing them. It happens when he wants to say boo. It ha- he's I, like, horny. He gets yeah. like ghost. I couldn't figure ghost it out. rider uh, fire boners yeah. or something. And, and, and do, you, do you know what my favorite scene in this whole movie was? What when he's when he's at his house and he's like making faces at himself in a mirror. <laughs> and at one point he turns around, he literally that's your, goes. That's your favorite scene. Literally goes boo. And uh-huh. I'm like, that's okay. So that's Nick Cage being Nick Cage. I'm okay with this. That's it. That was the one scene. A lot of the movie does just doesn't make sense. No, like. uh just like Chris Christopherson in the first movie, he's like plays a mentor role. Sam Elliott is in uh, Ghost Rider. kind of like Sam a, Waterstone, but then a I mentor realized role, it was not the same. which is weird because they both are like you know gruff, uh, older dudes with like nice, long, luxurious hair and mustaches. I want the Sam Elliott shampoo and conditioner in one. Not Sam thing. Waterston. Sam Waterston. <laughs> no, that's a different Sam. Yeah, I know. Sam Elliott has like the 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 bushy mustache it's yeah. nice anyway he, like he's like hey man i'll help you like i'll give you all these and then later on he's like oh by the way i'm cowboy ghost rider and, like yeah. flames on i'm like what what where and, have and you been dude i was like did he sell his soul to the i've been devil? alone i've been depressed i didn't know what to do you could just told me made me feel better about myself you're like wait, i'm so that's the other thing did i'm he, cowboy ghost rider did he sell BT his soul to the devil like does he never get out of that contract like is I don't well understand. he insinuated then he's like i gotta go like die in the desert or something like that he's yeah. like this is it he like this I, is it for me yeah they, they were gonna be like, i'm too old for this shit and then basically he took him to like death valley and then was like gotta go <laughs> no i'm doing this swamp of despairs that way <laughs> Uh, even the like the voice that he has when he's Ghost Rider is kind of dumb. Like it doesn't match. You think it would be way more cool or intense? It's not. It's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like 
Howdy guys or something like that. Not not like that, but something that just doesn't match. Uh oh man, I wish it were just like that. I I just there's nothing more I want to see right now. The Nick Cage flame out have the spikes come up on his shoulder blades and you're hi guys. You know who it should be? It should be Pee Wee. I know you are what am I? I literally was about to say that exact <laughs> phrase. That's him talking to the devil, by the way. <laughs> oh my god, we just made Ghost Rider better. Devil. Oh my gosh. By the way, <laughs> anyway, am I? the second one is even worse than the first one. So I cannot believe there was the second one. <laughs> and he started in it? Yes. He came back? Of course. Who else could play this role? Chrissy? <laughs> well, while we're on the topic was, of recasting. He was like a super fan. Pee-wee. Uh who who do, who would you recast? Pee Wee. That's a joke. <laughs> I only want Pee Wee for the like the skull flaming skull voice. That's it. <laughs> no, I want for the whole thing. <laughs> uh, so not not a lot of things to look. Pos- Leslie Odom Jr. <laughs> Steve Dorf. <laughs> Ghost Rider by Night. TV theme song Jingle Rider. <laughs> By day, <laughs> both both writers. <laughs> I feel like I need to play the murder she wrote theme now. Oh my god! Brown. Imagine him like riding like flame on through the desert in the middle of the night. <laughs> and it's like on the soundtrack, he's like, "Show me that smile again." Show me that smile. I can't even laugh don't at another minute. You know what's really crying. sad? We don't know any other TV themes. We just keep singing. That's the exact same one over and over again. Well, it was my favorite. So Yeah. Here's some IMDb trivia for Ghost Rider. Nicolas Cage had to have his Ghost Rider tattoo covered with makeup to play Johnny Blaze. That's how big of a fan he was. Shut up. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Wow. He's an avid fan of the the comic and lobbied furiously to play the part of Ghost Rider. <laughs> Well, Can you do your Nicolas Cage impression lobbying to play the part? I no, I can't. I'm not I can't do a good Nick Cage impression. I really can't. <laughs> like I said, it should have been Con Air Nick Cage, then it would have been like Flame on. Step away from the bunny. That guy. <laughs> that guy, I've lost it. Um rumors persist that Nicolas Cage's abs in the movie were CGI. But Shut the, up. But the director refutes this on his DVD audio commentary. I can't believe that was something they had to discuss. That's, that's great. He had that like like to-dos on the commentary. Like, got to refute that one. That makes sense. That's amazing. Uh, Nicholas Cage's hairpiece, guys, required three hours to apply every day. <laughs> what is this? Murphy Brown. <laughs> that's shit compared to growing pains. Get that out of my ears. Not your best day, Steve Dorf. <laughs> Apparently, according to IMDb, Cage wrote sections of the script, which makes, <laughs> makes sense. Uh, Johnny Depp was interest, interested in playing the title role. That would have been amazing. Um, Terrible. Yeah. This was also the film debut of Rebel Wilson, guys. Rebel Wilson? Super yeah, young about her. Rebel Wilson plays <clears throat> Girl in the Alley. She gets a lot of lines for being random, like almost like background person, just like, hey guys. Yeah. What's up? Rebel Wilson. She had a goth look going on. Um, any other things about 
this movie that stand out to you, Chris? The Spikes. You like The Spikes? No, I don't. I have this weird thing with patterns. Like, it's like an OCD thing. And I don't know. It's like, like when you're driving to Vegas and you see bumpy you can't do it. or holy, like holes. Yeah, it's actually, the there's actually a real name for it. It's called Isn't it like tryptophobia. Um, tryptophobia. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, but, but tryptophobia seems to be very like, uh, much about circles and holes. And for me, I mean, like sometimes those patterns get me, but it's really any sort of like certain. What if it was like circles and holes and then all of a sudden out of every one of those holes jumped out a roach with a bunch of roach I babies? I hate you so much right now. You have no idea. <laughs> Fuck off. Chrissy went to uh, one of our favorite pizza places over this weekend and saw a roach um, with like a full sack of roach babies there. Separately. The dead roach was over on like one oh, side of the right. restaurant. Separately. And the other one and the and the egg case was ruined your entire experience, day, week. You left a Yelp review. You texted everyone we know. Pretty much. And the funny thing is, do you know what's funny? Um somebody commented on my Yelp review that I went to high Worse school. Worse than with. Ghost Rider, the 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 roach experience yeah. for you. The, um, uh, a lovely friend from high school, her name is Marcel, and she and she was like, I remember back in the day when you used to get so upset about how the Ventura County grades were inferior to LA's because they did, just did a pass or fail system. And I was like, this is going on a lot. But what time. if it's like Joe's apartment <laughs> and they're like helping run the business, Chrissy? <laughs> like how how's Pyology going to run without the roaches? Oh, you even, you added the business. Pyology Granada Hills, we're looking at you. <laughs> No, we're not, apparently, anymore. Nope, we're not. Chrissy would not even eat the pizza she bought. I couldn't do it. I was like, like put it in my mouth. Because I let Brooklyn eat it. Because I I told her it was her choice. And she was like, Mommy, are you going to eat the pizza? I was like, no, because I'm grossed out. And she's like, oh. And then she's like, can I eat my pizza? And I said, well, it's it's up to you, You, Brooklyn. You pizza shamed her. I go, it's up to you. (laughs) You did that to me. And I was like, give it to me. I was like, And I go, I'm pretty grossed out. So I'm not eating it. Some some roach hairs. She goes, but you're not eating your pizza. You're not eating my pizza. And I was like, no. And then she ate it. And I was really grossed out. And I was like, do I tell my kid to not eat it? Okay, no. (laughs) So the question is, would you have eaten the pizza, guys? Twitter poll. Would you have eaten the pizza if you saw a dead cockroach and then a live egg case with babies trying to get out? I mean, they weren't near my pizza, so no. How do you know that? How do I know that? How do you know that that, that their aunts and uncles weren't near <laughs> your pizza? <laughs> aunts and uncles. Oh, yeah, because the restaurant only had two roaches. Like I said, maybe they were helping, like Joe's apartment. <laughs> um. Anyway... That Ghost, was scarier than Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Yeah, what if it was like a giant cockroach riding and then he flamed on? That would that oh, was like you your nightmare. Do you know how this happened? Because I was talking about tryptophobia and his That's jacket and the, the spikes coming out. The pattern freaked me out and I didn't like it. The spikes <sighs> came out of the holes in his jacket. Yeah? You didn't mm-hmm. like that? Couldn't do it. It's pretty intense. I like I that look. I like that. Like he needed something else to intimidate people with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the flaming skull wasn't enough. You're right. And the chain. Um. So yeah, it's disappointing because I love Nicolas Cage and I like even good bad Nicolas Cage. Yeah, you do. This is bad bad Nicolas Cage. Not good at all. I will not watch this movie again. And you told me you'd seen it once, but you didn't really remember much about it. I think I saw it at an ArcLight screening that was twenty one and over, and that's why I don't remember this <laughs> one. Which is uh, you know, a nice theater here in L.A. that has 
a bar attached. And then you can take your drink in. I was shit-faced when I saw The Exorcist in theaters when it was re-released, and I can't remember anything about it. That sounds like a nightmare. Like a nightmare. I laughed the entire time. Or if you puked, like you're sick and you puked. I, I puked later that scene. night. No, but by Green peace. No, but apparently <laughs> like I laughed the entire time, and my friends were like, shh, Chrissy, it's supposed to be scary. And I was like, this is hilarious. And I was cracking up. How obnoxious, Chrissy. You were that girl at the screening laughing <laughs> drunk at total The Exorcist. Total drunk girl laughing at The Exorcist. Oh, my God. That's crazy. <laughs> What would you give Ghost Rider? D minus. D minus. I'm yeah. very reluctant to give Fs nowadays because then another movie comes along and you're like, but Chrissy, what about... You know I would have said that, but you, you upgraded that. <laughs> I did. So we won't speak of that anymore. Nope. I'd give it a D. Yeah. It's, like I said, on paper you thought it would be cool, but then you watch it and you're like, this is not... At I feel all like, cool. I feel like the producer must have looked at the draft And like way too long. Oh my God. Like this podcast. I feel like the producer must have looked at, because we're talking about this movie, uh, at the drafts of, of what was coming through and then been like, you know what it means? More testosterone. Can you add like... It needed more flaming... Uh, flaming horse? Motorcycle and horse ghost rider scenes. Right. The two of them. And can that we unbutton awesome. one more button on Eva's blouse? Because that would be great. Actually, you know what? If Blade and Ghost Rider teamed up, I'd watch that. I'd watch that. Because they're like, singer, like them alone, I'm just like, eh. But if you teamed up, like, <laughs> imagine if Nicolas Cage came into the, the, the Marvel Universe now. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. That'd be amazing. Oh, I heard he's got a new movie coming out this year that's kind of crazy. Might be like a... It seems like he always pops up like in many comebacks, and you're like, "Oh, Nicholas Nick Cage!" <laughs> you know, because usually he he like three or four nothing burger movies a year because he's got like <laughs> some kind of tax issues or something, and then out of the blue, like, "Oh, there he is! He's back, my boy!" Good to Nick see he's Cage. doing well. Um, cool. Well, that was, was relatively pain- painless. <laughs> um, by the way, congratulations, Chrissy. Um, goes to you for winning our lightning round movie actor's name, Chris Draft. Oh, thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> you got like 85% in the poll or something like that. Uh, you know, it, it makes up for the Leo one. Just a little tiny bit for me. Nothing will ever make up for the Leo one, Chris. <laughs> Nothing. Speaking of drafts, uh, next week's going to be a fun one, guys. So, a couple months ago, we had Dan and Cody from the Dan and Cody podcast Woo-woo. on our show. And out of the blue during the episode, Dan pitched his idea, his own idea for a fantasy movie draft. And so we're totally stealing his idea. <laughs> um, and we're giving credit, though. Well, he, he myself, and uh, Chris Brayton from More Gooder Then um, are going to do it together. It is live animal movies. <laughs> <laughs> So, not animated, and then the main character has to be an animal that is mostly live action. I'm going to call it right now. Whoever picks Airbud wins. Shut your face. <laughs> you know there's like 10 of those. Yeah, I know. What if I just picked all Airbuds? <laughs> I think I made that as a joke today and like during the episode where you mentioned it, but I think it's going to be fun. Or um, Beethoven. I'm sure it'll be. Free Willy. 
Stop naming movies, Chrissy. <laughs> <laughs> You're just jealous. Do you want to be part of this too? I'm just thinking about what movies. I was like, like, I was like, I don't know if Chrissy <laughs> has seen 20 live at. Uh, live animal movies. Don't don't keep naming. No, them I'm out. asking. What's the movie with Robert Redford and the horse? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, and the girl from Stepmom. <laughs> Chrissy's gonna do her research. <laughs> um, so that'll be next week. Uh, other than that, Chrissy. Yeah. Where can you find us on the interwebs? Everywhere. Cool. Thanks for checking in. <laughs> Here's no, but seriously, we do this every week, and, and in my own head, I'm like. I think if anybody just Googled, so I married a movie geek, they could find us. But that is true. But for, we're also. For anybody without Google. Other places, surely. Surely. We, surely we are on Apple Podcasts. Yes. We are also on Stitcher and Podbean. You know what? We're supposed to be on Stitcher, but they're, they've been effing up our feed lately. <gasps> I got to figure it out. I, th- I Googled them trying to figure it out, and they didn't know what was going on. So I was like, if you don't know what's going on with your own shit, that's your problem. And yeah. We're definitely on SoundCloud. Yes. Definitely on Apple Podcasts. Yes. Podbean. Uh, I think Google Play. Um, you can follow our adventures on Twitter at MovieGeekCast. We're on and Facebook. Facebook. Um, we're also part of a fabulous network, Chrissy. The Podfix Network. The Podfix Network. Go to podfixnetwork.com and you can find tons of Super awesome podcast. It's a pretty cool website. Like every lie. day of the week, there's a podcast. It's well designed. Um, we like even it. have a um, a we a lot of the shows have grouped together, and we have a Podfix Presents podcast, which is basically going to be a, a feed that has a rotating like a different show. Mm-hmm. That's like a, a, com- a, a combo effort from the network, and uh, we have a fancy football show going on now so if you're into football if you're into fantasy football go to podfix just search podfix presents and uh take give a listen hashtag podfix podfix Get also hashtag pod and family you can search that on twitter on facebook find also a lot of great podcasts out there true it's 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 the year of the podcast they're coming back <laughs> coming back they're coming back, coming back, in back strong in your ear holes um like crushed velvet which speaking of which if you listen to our podcast and you use apple Podcasts and you've never leave left us a review rating um we would be probably your best friend we would send or second you, best friend we would amazon prime you a waffles and syrup package of oreos whoa chrissy that's <laughs> i would be willing to do that that's th- those things are expensive chrissy prime exists for a reason <laughs> Uh, I didn't approve <laughs> of this measure. <laughs> are you are you selling reviews for Oreos? Don't do that. <laughs> I mean, come on, who wouldn't write a review for Oreos? We got to think of like uh, like an Oreo stunt. Um, since we love Oreos so much, we'll have to think about that. You could bounce them on your nose. <gasps> Facebook Live video bouncing on my nose. Remember the thing where we used to put the cookie on our forehead and try to get it into our mouths without <gasps> using our hands? That's. That's an amazing game. It's called the 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 face cookie game. It's a really good game. I'll have to try that with these Oreos. Let's do it. And in the end, you eat an Oreo, so that's great. Yay. Yay. <laughs> but mostly, uh, thanks so much for listening, guys. We, we really appreciate it. And we hope to see you next time. We appreciate you. Bye. Bye. This was a podcast of the Podfix Network. 
more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com. 